1: All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 168 of the Ring Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. This episode is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to bet online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online. The game starts here.
0: All right, man. So what's been going on here? Your, your satellite streaming from Quebec qua talk to us about the queue and, and uh, what you're experiencing up
1: there. Peewee, 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 peewee. Um, Everything's good. Everything's great. If you, you know, hear that song to start, you've been here before and it's stuck in your head over and over and over again. But uh no, it, it's it's beautiful. What a city, Quebec City is. It really is. It's such a great city where we're staying, such a, a a beautiful area to walk around and just be like a part of the culture. There's rinks on different corners. You walk around the the area. There's so many good like just restaurants and and such a uh, a great buzz around the the area, which is really cool. Mats, have you spent much time up here?
0: Yeah, we played up there uh, against the Citadel, which was the AHL team from Montreal and mm-hmm. Quebec. Uh, the 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 old Quebec City is is beautiful. The downtown, uh, the culture, like you're talking about, the the food. Uh, the people, the architecture—it's—it's it's a gorgeous city. Um, yeah. Are The ice sculptures up and uh, up and going right now. As far as uh, you know, down in that down uh, the downtown, the
1: old yeah. Quebec. Yeah, they, there's a lot of different ice sculptures and stuff. So the first few days, I feel like I've been here for like a month and a half. Um, we got here on Wednesday, which I believe was like February seventh. And, you know, we're recording this now a, a, a full week later on the 14th and we're going to be here till at least Friday, um, which is, you know, we can get into the game part of it. But it's so there's been some like it hasn't been much snow, but, you know, really nice weather. The winter carnival has been going on uh, that ended over the weekend. But really, like I said, it's it's great buzz. And then a lot of different ice sculptures that have been around actually, you know, a couple of days were a little bit warm. So we got that kind of slushy, like, thank God you don't have white sneakers on type days where, where they're just, you know, everything's dirty and nasty. And the last, uh, you know, day and, a, day and a half here, it's been like pretty chilly and you feel that like cold Quebec type of air. You know what I mean? Yeah. You step outside and it stings the nostrils. Oh, yeah. Singes
0: the old snout hairs for me. Yeah. That's awesome. But as far as uh, you know, you've played two games. Talk to yep. us about uh the, the two games, uh, you know, the maybe the jitters uh from behind the bench, what were the kids feeling? Mm-hmm. T- talk about uh kind of like that stepping on the ice for the first time as a group uh in your first game.
1: Yeah, so um I would say it's a it's a heck of a lot more of a circus than what the kids are used to playing in, right? So mm-hmm. it's very overwhelming. Uh, obviously, you're going to play in the the beautiful no, new Videotron Center, and you know, but but they're very the the way that they run the tournament is very professional and it's not what we used to like you show up to a rink whenever you want you throw your bag in a locker room you throw it outside and you just kind of do your thing right the kids start stretching so there's definitely like a lot of different adjustments that have to take place right and it even comes down to us as coaches like we you know a couple of the teams who have played I told me like can we just play the games right there's like too much of everything else, right? Too many dis- distractions. You're walking into the rink and it's like, hey, players, coaches can only go in this entrance. Parents have to go in the other entrances. Like one of the dads was even saying, he was like, I just wanted to give my kid a hug like before the game because it was like, I felt like I was sending them off to college. You know what I mean? And uh, But it really was. It was like, it, it. it's that type of atmosphere. And they really uh, they treat it like, a. a I would say, you know very professional the way they run things is very professional it's an absolute factory the way that they run the tournament like you you, you go there you walk in the rank every player goes in the rank the same way every coach goes in the rank the same way uh, you're allowed in the locker room only an hour prior to the game you can store your bags you know for a little bit leading up to that but there's not it's just a whole different vibes from what we're used to dealing with so Again, my biggest message, I guess, and and myself and Dave Cooper, who I coach with, is like, you guys, like it's just a hockey game. You know what I mean? Like you have to just relax and just go out and play. Like because everything else can be overwhelming. And even me as a coach, I was like trying my best not to snap. You know what I mean? The guys like, all right, you have to sign the rosters before the game. You have to do this. There's a coin flip of what jerseys you you know, whether what team's the home team or the away team, right? Are you going to wear your red jerseys or your white jerseys? Or your you know, whatever. It, it's just like too, a lot, you know, a, a lot of stuff that you, you, you're you dealing with, right? So it can definitely be overwhelming. But at the end of the day, it's like, boys, just go out and play and have fun, right? Like, that's what you got to do. With the, you can't get too wrapped up in everything. Um, and just, like, it's all part of the experience right so it's it, it it's really cool that's great and as far as the the teams you played
0: uh so who was the first team you played against
1: yeah so the first team was a, a british Columbian team you know samaya who ravens really good team very well coached uh good players obviously and it was again it's um the way that they play the games right we used to at the the Wee major division here in Boston, uh, I shouldn't say here, but in Boston, you play three 15-minute periods. Uh, guys, the 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 way the tournaments work, the queue the, the works. It's a 10-minute, a 12-minute, they make the ice, and then a 15-minute period to, to wrap things up. Three refs, hmm. uh, it's a total different experience. So we were fortunate enough to get a couple girl, goals early they had some really good players, and and you know we ended up beating them five to one. But it was not a reflection of the score. They were a really good team, and and you know really at the end of the day, like a bounce of the puck here, they don't even make the ice before the game. So the only ice cut is in between the second after the second period. It's a two That's minute warm up, a pin exchange, and then it's like you're off to the races, dude. So yeah. we we were lucky where we got a couple goals early. We we got a little bit of breathing room and. You Know again if the you know a couple bounces of the puck, anything can happen. I mean, I obviously have to give our kids credit that they did come out very strong and responded well. But Samaya, who was a good team, and then the second game here, which so our first game was on Thursday, uh, of last week, February 8th. Our second tournament game wasn't until Tuesday, mm. the, the, the 13th, so lot of downtime. we had a a lot of downtime kids were you know as a coach you're trying to find the balance right because you don't want to overwhelm them with games because there is still the potential that you could play five or six games if you run deep so we on friday took the team to the snow park, which is a great experience had a ton of fun and it was just total get away from the rank. um on saturday we had an exhibition game which was you know it it was fun just to get on the ice and the kids had had fun played a good game there and then on sunday you know practiced obviously had the super bowl monday we weren't sure the way that the schedule lined up so we did like an outdoor rink type skate here which was really cool and a good experience for the kids but um and then the you know the second game was on tuesday so again it's like a lot of downtime, but as a coach, you're like, you know, and I wanted to talk to you even about it. It's like, what do you do, right? Like, because you can't play a game every single day or have multiple games. So it was really like, it, it's definitely a lot. It's very overwhelming for people that come here, uh, you know, in the future.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just seems like it's being spread out and not having that typical tournament schedule where like you're playing a game or two a, a, a day and kind right. of kind of squishing it in on the weekends so I, I think it could be some benefits to it, though, too. Like you you don't have to really worry about, you know, taxing the, the boys to, you know, play a certain way, you know, when you're playing, when you're squishing those games in there. So I think as a coach, I think you should just, you know, kind of enjoy the time and, and embrace it because it is, you know, uncommon that you would have this much time in between games and be able to maybe go over some film or, or actually just kind of you know, get the boys together and chat about games and see what they're feeling see what they're thinking. So, um, you know, I, I just, you know, while you're in it, I would say take advantage of it because it's usually not like that. Right.
1: No, it's not like it. And I think that's what we've been trying to do is just keep a good balance of like getting on the rank, getting the rank, getting on, um, on the ice and like having some fun playing, you know, whether it's practice or scrimmages type of thing, exhibition games, as they call them. And then like just spending quality time at the hotel and then going to the rink and watching other games. There's so many other teams here. There's the, the pin trading absolute circus that goes on where you got like 75 year old guys that are trying to bother for, for pins with 12 year old kids, which I mean, we got to check the, uh, the Corey's on some of these people, but <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but there's, You know, again, it's like it's all part of the experience, which is which is really, really cool. And uh, we could talk about this literally, you know, we're going to be talking about it probably for for episodes and episodes, because there's so many like unique things that go on and half of them even forgetting. But like even just the culture, right, like just being able for us, um, you know, to walk across the street from our hotel and the kids are out playing shinny hockey. on a on a on a brisk cold day like we don't have that in boston like we're lucky if we get one or two days a year that this you know somebody's backyard rink freezes over and their two by two backyard rink or something or or a pond we're like up here this it's like legit it's it's amazing it really is
0: that's a the benefit of you know being in a, a a very hockey centric location and and having this you know kind of historic tournament and being able to number one qualify for it and then really just embrace the experience you know like you're saying about the outdoor ranks the culture you know getting outside and doing some different things because it is spread out over you know a, a longer time than just a weekend so um that's good stuff and as far as game 2 was a big overtime win
1: yeah game 2 was Sudbury Wolves uh yeah. very good team uh we had played them before in Uh, Detroit had a tournament, which was, uh, they were big, they were strong, and they had a couple really, really good goalies, uh, really good players. The goalie was excellent and a very well-coached team. So, you know, won one game, like, the whole way. So it was, as a coach, I mean, and at that point in time, it's do or die. You're going home if you lose, like, the way the tournament's set up, uh, if you win your first game and you, and you're in the winner's bracket, your second game, you're going home. So it was pretty nerve wracking. I think some of our kids were a little bit stiff and tight, like just, it's just tough. Like the, again, the 12 year old kids, right. But it was a great game back and forth game. Um, could have gone either way. And we, you know, luckily Carter Watson, who we, we talked to a little bit and I got an interview with his grandfather on the Instagram that we posted, which is really cool. Um, he, you know, was he took the matters into his own hand, broke a broke a play up in the defensive zone and and uh, basically took an end to end and scored it to make it a 2-1 game. But really, really a hard fought game. Um, a lot of a lot of credit to those guys. They were they were a really, really good hockey team. So it was fun. It was a great battle. And uh, upcoming on uh,
0: on Friday, you get the Lavelle uh, Junior Rockets. Uh, another quality opponent, you know, from seeing their scores. But uh, do you know anything about uh, those guys? I know Alan uh, has, has some, you know, he's a ring shrink member of uh, our production team. And uh, I know that he, uh, he was chatting. He, he coached some of those kids Uh did, you've seen them play. What what are your thoughts on them?
1: Yeah. That's the cool thing about being up here is we've been able to see those guys play um, in, in some different games and another team like uh, you know, mats I think it's it's like anything, right? Like you you're up here. Uh every team's good. Every team has some really good players. They're twelve, 13 year old kids. Uh we watched them play a really good game versus the um the uh they played right before us the other day. I can't think of the team they played. They were the uh Middlesex uh, Canucks. It was uh, you know, the four to two game they ended up winning, but very, very like very good team uh it's going to be exciting it's you know again it's it's who shows up who wants to play hard I think there's a lot of talent here and I really I mean I think that um our team the way that we play and compete if we if we play things and move pucks and do things the right way we have a legitimate chance of being in the mix and beating anybody you know what I mean so it's uh the Laval team—they—they—they they, they had some size. They have some strength. The goaltending looked really good. Obviously, by the time I think that when this episode drops on Friday, uh, we'll be playing the game. So it'll—you it, know—it's tough to forecast here because I don't want to look like a complete idiot. But it—it um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it really is. It'll be a, a, a good time and uh, you know, fun competition. And again, like we're in the. When is bracket? We've been able to play all of our games at the Coliseum. I keep saying the Coliseum, but it's the the new Videotron Center, which is beautiful. Um, but when I played here, it was the Coliseum. So it's a uh, it's exciting. It really is. There's a ton of fans that fans here. There's like school field trips, kids walking in with their lunch boxes to watch this hockey. <laughs> it's, uh, cool. it's amazing. That's really cool. It really is.
0: Yeah, that that would be a nice little uh, field trip to go watch uh, some of your peers play, you know,
1: and oh, just absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, well, best of luck on Friday. That's uh, that's gonna be a big matchup, and uh, we'll be rooting you on from afar.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I want to touch on let's let's talk about Franklin Sports here. Obviously, the official street hockey partner in the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official. NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today obviously uh, game two in the Quebec tournament here we were able to rock our third jerseys with the Franklin logo on them uh, got some pretty good airtime in terms of the overtime winner so it was good with that out you know we were wearing the Franklin jerseys which was uh, awesome up here in peewee Quebec
0: yeah so you know I would say a little good luck John, right
1: yeah. So absolutely. Franklin
0: coming through with uh some some money sweaters uh for the boys and they came through with a big OT win. So uh hopefully that you win that coin flip and you know you can keep rocking the Franklin gear. So make well, sure you check the- them out at uh franklinsports.com to check out uh, all their game uh street hockey games and training equipment.
1: Mots, that's the thing too about up here. So you just so what are your thoughts on this, right? So you know how a lot of tournaments it happens a lot now. Like we we didn't grow up like like this. It's it's a different scenario. But a lot of teams come in, they have new jerseys, right? Like mm. they get a third jersey. So for us, we've gotten them in the past, like a couple of tournaments, and it was almost like the kids were like like blinded by them, like legitimately, they like. And this could have been a my hockey uh, rankings question of the week, but it's like they're like overwhelmed, like oh my god, like we got we got new shirts and stuff, so we huh. were able to get the new Franklin uh, sponsored jerseys a couple like a week or so before, so we wore them in a few games because it was kind of like all right, work out the kinks, boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, don't be overwhelmed by the jersey, and I think it actually kind of helped us a little bit. The first game, um, we lost the coin toss, so we wore home, the 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 whites. We were the visiting team, but up here in Canada, they kind of do it in the NHL. Like Boston, we still do. Whites are home, uh, docs are on the road. Up here, they were doing the the docs or um, the home jerseys, and and uh, Samaya who to- chose the black ones, and we wore the the whites, but. It was, uh, you know, I think it kind of helped us a little bit just to get a couple games under our belt, work out the kinks with the shells, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's like a shiny new toy at times where you can get yeah. distracted. and uh, But that was, that was smart to, you know, break him in a little bit, you know, get a little stank on him too. So that's, right. uh, that's, yeah. So hopefully you do win that coin flip and, you know.
1: Get a little uh, stank on him. I like that. Yeah, one. get a little stank. Get a little stank on them. Um, all right. A couple of things before we, we, you know, and I know we got some interviews with some of the the boys on my team, which is kind of, this is a special Pee Wee Quebec edition. But um, the, uh, we really, this has been all about me so far. And my, my, uh, you know, my youngest son, Liam here, who's up here. How about like your family? How's everybody? How's the, yeah. the, the kids games going? I mean, this has been like way too much Yandel and not enough motto so far. Oh, no,
0: everyone's good. You know, this is, uh, this is the, the, the BY, uh, Quebec check-in really, you know, (laughs) we, uh, I I was, I was pumped to, you know, get some of the footage and, and see it, uh, on Instagram. And, you know, so it's, it's been great to, uh, kind of check in here. And, um, so Ryan had, uh, you know, has a broken wrist and, uh, has been able to play, but, um, as far as uh, you know, the, the boys have to win a few games here, put put together a few wins to make sure that they qualify for the tournament. So it's kind of like do or die time uh, for them to really find their game and, and make that push uh, where they want to they where they want to be at the end of the season. So um, mm-hmm. kind of coming down to it, and it looks like he might be able to get back into the mix. So it'll be good for him. Um, yeah, and, and Brooke, you know, we talked about playing forward, Andy. Uh, she went up to forward late in the game, you know, had some jump over the weekend and uh, was a real, I, w- I was like really impressed, you know, like she, you know, stopped on pucks back, uh, you know, reloading through the slot, you know, knock a couple pucks down. So having, you know, that defensive, you know, mind playing forward late in the game and they they came through and beat uh, the Eagles team that was very, is very strong, good program there and oh, yeah. uh, really big win for them. So. um I was pumped to watch that. And uh yeah, other than that, um, you know, it's a little chilly here as well. So um, mm. you know, just making sure that um my nostril hairs are kinda uh trimmed up so they're not sticking together like yours up there.
1: <laughs> well, unbelievable record setting snowfall on uh, on Tuesday this past week, right? State of emergency. Oh, like, unbelievable.
0: Yeah. It was it yeah. was ridiculous. I mean Schools were canceled like the day before, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, it was rain. You know, there was there was a little snow that maybe accumulated in some areas, but overall, it's just like hey, I, the weathermen, with all the technology, and uh, you know, and they still get it completely wrong. It's it's kind of uh, kind of disappointing because I I wanted a good snow day myself. I want to do oh, some there's snow nothing better.
1: Out. Like the only it, it's like scouts and weathermen are the only jobs in the world that, and you were a scout too, where like you can be wrong like 85%, 90% of the time, but as long as you get like, you know, whatever, 15% of the time, like you hit on one, you're Uh, good. You still have a job. You still have a job. You Literally, it's it's amazing. The weatherman, especially, I don't know about other parts of the country, but it's a, what a racket. What an absolute racket. It's amazing.
0: but yeah, just moving on to uh, you know this. It's a little cold, but I, I think it's supposed to warm up and then get cold again. So just got to be careful of uh, you know that varying temperature for people getting sick. I know there's some bug uh, flu bugs going around, and just got to uh, you know sanitize the the mittens and you know just just keep your uh, keep yourself clean. So yeah, all good on this end. But keep I'm pumped yourself- that you. can
1: keep yourself clean no it's funny you say it too because it's kind of been one of the things we've we've been up here for already you know up in 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 quebec for a week over a week and you get the little sniffles and everything going around right and kids are in the hotel and they're running around and they're on top of each other constantly so you just have to uh i was literally like yelling at the kids after the game on on uh tuesday i'm like Everybody make sure you wash your hands, you take a shower. You know, I like, I felt like my wife like, she was like, <laughs> make sure you wash your hands before you like touch it. Like stop sharing water bottles. Like it's, uh, it, it, it it's hilarious. It's like the reality of it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh God, the, the, the COVID it, bug almost. Yeah. Well, oh, I yeah he, like he's, I hate
0: that word. You got uh, one guy getting sick, everyone's going to get sick, but that's part of being a good team, right? You know, it means you're, you're yeah. spending time together and and being around the, the boys or the girls. So, um, yeah, well, again, you know, all good on this end and uh, best of luck uh, in the queue moving forward mm-hmm. and some pretty cool stuff coming up here. Like there was some pretty, you know, insightful good milestones things. here. Oh, uh, milestones. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that. But like I, I'm I'm still pumped about the queue and uh some of the insights that we uh, we got coming up.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to do my best. I've been trying to get some videos here and 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 just you know pass along. I, I can't disappoint the CEO while I'm um <laughs> so it's it it's all good. Uh TSR hockey is located up in tax free Salem, New Hampshire. Obviously, I told you I was gonna stock up, up there before I went. I actually went on uh on Sunday before I left, and they were closed. I probably should have checked the, uh, the 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 game notes on that one, and I wasn't aware that they were closed on on Sunday night when I went there. So that's a shame on me. But I showed up after my game, and it is what it is. But you make sure you visit TSRHockey.com, dot com. Unlike I did, so you would have known that the uh, the, the store was closed at the time. They got the tower, the the times right on the website, Mots. I'm mm-hmm. I'm no rocket scientist. Clearly.
0: Yeah, well, as far as getting your, uh, you know, provisions, I know you got some before. And mm-hmm. but make sure you check out TSRHockey.com. They get all your shopping needs, swag, embroidery, printing. They do everything in-house. Our boys up there will take care of you.
1: Yeah, they will. Um, all right, how about Mott's um, Brad Marsh on 1,000th game? Were you able to catch most of that? Obviously, up here in Canada, I'm, I'm getting a lot of Canadian television Uh, I'm getting a lot of French-speaking games and everything, but it it is really cool. Every time you turn on the TV, you're watching hockey. But uh, how about Brad Marchand? I remember him as a – I think he was 16 years old playing with my brother in Moncton and, you know, little ball of hate, just an absolute competitor. And it's kind of, uh, you know, God, that was 2005, 2006. Like to see what he's become. Uh, You were a teammate of his. What are your thoughts? Well, I just think it's so amazing to, you know, see, you know, like you're saying from
0: his junior days to early he played 113 AHL games before breaking in as a regular NHL right. and, um, you know, just the bottom six really, you know, kind of getting under the skin because he could skate and wasn't afraid to mix it up physically just to get his foot in the door and prove that he belonged. And, you know, not many people could have called, you know, him really making a case to be a Hall of Fla- hall of Fame hockey player. Um, right. You know, his stats speak for themselves. You know, he played a thousand games for one organization. There's only been uh, eight Bruins who have done it. You know, Ray Borg, Johnny Busick, Patrice Bergeron, Don Sweeney, David Krejci. Wayne Cashman, Zidane Chara, and now Brad Marchand. I mean, it's such a wow. accomplishment, and it's that one thousand game games played is is such a, a feat for a professional hockey player, and to do it with one team is that makes it that much more special because of number one, you have your health, your longevity of of your health, you're, you're producing enough to you know, in your say later years, to mm-hmm. still be an effective player to be in the lineup. And, uh, to do that on one team means you've really had an impact on an organization. So, um, and the, his maturity is another thing that, you yeah. know, it has really come a long way, you know, his leadership abilities, learning from the guys before him. And he's just a great guy. You know, he's just you know, really yeah. fun to be around. So I, I was super uh, happy. I watched, uh, you know, the ceremony and, and, uh, he just, he continues to produce and, and lead by example. And, um. Yeah, he's he's just a really great guy to to go along with it. And I'm I'm super happy for him and continued success for him.
1: Just a guy, I think, too, uh, and you said so many good things, Mots, but a guy that if he's on your team, you absolutely love him. <laughs> but if he was on another team, you would probably hate his guts, right? Which yeah, is probably the well, biggest compliment you can give a hockey player. I was just gonna say that, yeah, you know, like he's been on the borderline
0: of, you know, some, some of his antics at times, but then he's railed it in and he knows when to kind of get under someone's skin and he still, he still can do it, but he knows how valuable he is to be on the ice now and and being focused on what he can provide. Um, and that took some time though, too. So some maturity, not only in his physical ability to produce, but also, you know, his emotional maturity and his leadership coming along with it. So. It's uh, it's it's been great. He's so good on his edges and protecting pucks at his size, and just finding ways to create offense is uh, is pretty impressive to watch in uh,
1: watch game in game out. Yeah, no, he's a uh, a guy that as a, a, a you know as a coach you want your kids to emulate for sure. Mots, um, we we haven't talked really since I think prior to day one of the Beanpot, uh, but Northeastern. What have they won now? Four or five or five? Or five six? out of six. Yeah, five of six. I know. Last year we chatted with uh, you know assistant coach Jason Guerrero right after they won it, and now back to back, five out of six is like, should it be called the 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 Husky Pot? The you know. The, like whoa this is this is yeah. incredible but unbelievable ending in in both of their games going Fontaine scores the the, the game winning goal in the in in both uh you know the call it the semifinal and then the the actual final against bu uh I didn't you know just being up here in Canada I wasn't able to catch uh more or less just watch the the, the highlights but uh great game and Obviously, BC beat Harvard in the consolation. They gave them a little bit of a whooping, four or five nothing. So, but again, like the Husky pot, can we like can we talk about? It? I got Joe Santilli thinking he's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, we, gonna be, they're going to be calling it Hall the Hall of Fame. I don't even I don't even know if Tilly Beach won a single game, but he's acting like he's won every one of them since. Yeah, you could call it the dog bowl now or whatever, you know. Like,
0: <laughs> but no, it, it was uh, – you watched the game pretty closely. It was uh, – BU really carried the play throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Northeastern – In that's what's really cool about this tournament. is like it doesn't really matter. You throw the records out and the rankings out. Um, and Northeastern has that Beanpot swagger if you want to – put it that way where they've won some in the past you know in Mm -hmm. the year before and you know won it in a shootout with our wade mcdonough Mm -hmm. and i would say that confidence you could see them just like bending bending but not breaking you know because BU just kept coming the shots were um, very lopsided towards bu and they scored timely goals like they had bounce back shifts and they scored uh you know, to even things up consistently throughout the game. And you know, that really it, it's deflating to a team that is really carrying the play and, and really thinks that they could pull away. But that uh consistent pushback by Northeastern was very uh, impressive in my opinion. And coach Jerry Keefe does a good job. We talked about this before, but he, they use the middle of the ice really well, you know, yeah. not only power play, but breakouts and retrievals and, um, you know, it was a great shot by uh Fontaine there. Like in and to have two OT game winners in the bean pod, that's pretty special. So uh congrats yeah. to the Northeastern Huskies and on the TV at least you could hear the the dog pound. Uh oh, really oh. Yeah, yeah, really uh it was just a, an electric atmosphere fair in there, so it was cool. What was a name cool to too. What a name. Yeah.
1: Like Wolf, you've got to be name. a hockey player with that name. Yeah.
0: So best name in college hockey.
1: I know. I know. To me, even up here on, uh, you know, TSN sports and that I'm watching the TV up here and that, that like they're saying the same thing, which is actually pretty cool to start seeing the coverage around here. Um, it, it, like the influence of the, the NCAA, as opposed to before previously in previous years, it was, everything was major junior hockey in the NHL. So it is really cool. Um, Speaking of which, obviously the NHL will be replacing the All-Star game next year with the Four Nations tournament uh, consisting of Canada, USA, Sweden, and Finland. Uh, I think this is going to be unbelievable to see the young talent representing their countries. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, you've seen some preliminary or like,
0: you know, some roster uh, construction of some of the teams and they're just all-star teams of like young talent of, you know, the the best of the best from those countries. And it's going to make for an amazing uh, quality of play, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I think it's good because they're getting creative and, and being, you know, you know, changing things up, but like also just really showing hockey fans what, you know, the top end talent when put together correctly with something to play for, uh, can really produce. So, I'm I'm, it's good on the uh NHL to to do that the Four Nations tournament and it'll be uh,
1: it'll be nice. I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. No, it it really will be just to see some of the the young talent that we have and a lot of these guys haven't represented their country on that national stage. Uh you know, obviously it's not everybody, right? It's just the four nations, but it, it it'll be an incredible tournament to watch. Um, you know, I remember even when was that, like, World Cup thing where they did the, the, the Young Stars? What was that? How many years ago was that now? I mean, those guys yeah, were I mean, all, like, under 20, like the Matthews and… Uh, and McDavid playing yeah, on the same team. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I think they were yeah. under, under 21 or, or there was something where they… They had to be, like, under 24, I think, or something like yes. that. Or 20. And they right. could have played. If they did it again, they would have been on the same team.
1: Right, Uh, right. As like the young guns or whatever it was. Yeah, Um, and most of those guys now are like legitimate, you know, the faces of the NHL. So it's, uh, you know, it it was. It was Eichel, McDavid. Obviously, we could look up the roster. But just thinking, like, that was kind of the last time. So it'll be good to see the the coverage of all these games and these teams, which will – it's going to be pretty awesome and hopefully you know and then you know even more f- moving forward with the olympics will be uh will be awesome to watch for sure yeah whenever you
0: get the top end talent and and especially when then like you know, like you said like you see these kids see kids who they like these guys growing into the league and then really putting their stamp on it and, mm-hmm. and then representing their country. It's, it's one of the things that is really cool to see. Like when I was a player, like to see a player come in as a rookie kind of just get acclimated and then start really finding their game and like putting an imprint on, on the organization, whatever organization they're playing for. Um, was, was really cool because you know, you're, you're in it and you know, that natural progression because these guys are so good. They're really yeah. so good, and it just it shows you it still takes a little bit of time to get acclimated and and really find you know what works for them and uh, kind of have, have that confidence to really take over games and and be a real impact player. But it's fun to 2000, watch.
1: 2016 Moss, was it that long ago?
0: Huh? Yeah, getting old. Yeah.
1: 2016, uh, it really does. You like those? I got those... a haircut
0: today, right? And <laughs> And there was a lot of wisdom dripping down on the uh, on the sheet. So yeah, <laughs> a lot that of makes praise, sense. you mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's wisdom, you know, experience. A lot of experience coming down on the. You know, it's funny. Road.
1: One of, one of the dads up here. Uh, so he's got a 2016, and I'm like, you know, imagine if you're you're up here, you know, fast forward five years from now, how much experience? Like you're gonna talk like you're like the big dog. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like being up here, like five years from now. Hey, when I was here, when my older boy was up here, like giving those, <laughs> yeah. like, those, like, you know, it, those, those little one liners, called, cause Hey, you know, guys, when I was here the last time, it's like my father, my stop, my father still talks about the, uh, the Dorchester Tavern. When, when we were up here, uh, which is close to 30 years ago. And I yeah. haven't found it yet. I'm trying to find it, but you know, I'm like, dad, I think the place might be closed now. It was it was (laughs) it was it was 28 years ago. You know what I mean? But to have those little one uppers like with the 2016 dads. You know what I mean? Like those kids are mites. They're gonna be there and and potentially go over the
0: the Dodd Tavern and tell Sully I say hi. Yeah, legit. Yeah, legit from 30 years ago. (laughs) It's it's
1: so good. It's so good. But it's it it's uh it's it's funny that we yeah you would just. Talking about it, right? 2016. It's amazing. Um, but Marts, I want to touch on the Colony Grill. Like, one of the the toughest things right now for us, right? We're eating out, we're on the road. Like going to hockey tournaments, where are you gonna eat, right? So colony grill, if there was a colony grill here, I would be eating every meal here for sure. Uh it's the the hot oil, the hot oil pizza, you just can't meet it. I'd be I'd be eating at breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I could. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. So, again, you know, colonygrill.com, it's got the best pizza around. Obviously, if you're in that Connecticut, Westchester area or Maryland, Virginia, Florida, they have one that they're close by. So, make sure you hit up colonygrill.com. It 100% lives up to that hot oil hype. Like I said, it's the one thing I've really been missing up here is because you're, you're eating out basically all the time. If they had a colony grill up here, It'd be like, I'd be, be I'd home be run. coaching. Yeah, like for me, my... Yeah, my we should talk to management be, about expansion. Exactly. I might just <laughs> stay up here, anyways. Like, forget about it. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll open a colony grill up here in, in Quebec City. Get me, start slinging some pies. I'll be all set.
0: Oh, that'd be classic. Yeah, I mean, at, at least, uh, you know, you would get, you know, the, the boys there, they're, they're Zaz, unlike when you, uh, you know, called in a favor to... The mid-Fairfield crew coming up, you know, no one one was... They uh, they let me sleep on that one. Yeah, ghosted you on that. But, (laughs) yeah, make sure you uh, check out ColonyGrill.com or stop by if you're in the Connecticut-Westchester area.
1: March 2025, we got the uh, Blues versus Blackhawks at Wrigley Field. Winter Classic. I think that's going to be a pretty special one. That was cool to see that announcement recently.
0: Yeah, the Winter Classic is they've done a really good job at um you know it's it really is an event and been mm-hmm. fortunate to be uh in attendance at a few of them and you know Wrigley Field um you know one of the best ballparks out there historic and the city of Chicago is is spectacular as well and to have the Blues and Blackhawks and Conor Bradad as as kind of a focal piece there to build around and and have that publicity of the Winter Classic It will be great for you know say non hockey fans to maybe get exposed to some of that talent that uh, we, we talked about earlier and him being one of them. So
1: yeah, never be seen a never seen a baseball game and never been inside Wrigley Mots. Oh no, yeah, no, I've been
0: to I've been to one game actually, one just, game, just, just one, yeah. But the it's a uh, party. Or just no, like it was. A- it was just like a, a trip out to uh, to Chicago to see uh, one of our buddies. He had just had a baby, uh, or his wife just had a baby. He didn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hit, hit a game and, uh, you know, took in some sights of Chicago. So, uh, yeah, it was great. It's very similar to Fenway, like the vibe, you know, cool mm-hmm. uh, surrounding area, Wrigleyville. And um, it'll be a, a great event. Winter classic 2025 at Wrigley.
1: Yeah. No, that'll be uh that'll be a cool one. Hopefully I can someday get to a ball game there. I think that will uh will be amazing. Uh we were fortunate enough to bring on some of the kids that I coach here. They were kind of all jacked up for this one. It was really cool uh to get some interviews and talk to them about their best experiences so far up here in Pee Quebec. But before we do so, I want to talk about Sparks Hockey, the at-home or on-the-road skate shopping machine. Obviously, we got it here. We got it in the hotel room. Kids are, you know, they're they're shopping their skates. They're doing some pond hockey, right, Mots? They're, They're skating outside. They're skating at the outdoor rinks, playing some shinny. Just like public skating, even which is really cool. I sent a couple pitches. Like if if you follow our Instagram, so I'm like, hey boys, like we're going to play at the 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 Videotron Center tomorrow. You got to make sure your, your your wheels are all buzzed up, and they, you know, we're using the sparks. That's what it's all about. So make sure you use that by Moth fifty dollars off uh, coupon code to uh, to to get your your spark shop, or it is. It, it gives you a it's. You bring it on the road. I brought it on the road with me. Everybody's using it. It's it's unbelievable. So make sure you hit up SparksHockey.com. Make sure that your team has sharp edges no matter where you're playing. Like I said, Sparks is
0: going to be a, a, a big factor in you uh, bringing back the championship. Like, you know, <laughs> going out out on the outdoor rinks, the public skating, the multiple times on the ice. Uh, but, yeah, just make sure you check out SparksHockey.com. It's
1: a no-brainer. Absolutely. Uh also March, you want to chat about MCN here before we get to the boys?
0: Yeah, hockey parents. So like we're talking about the queue here, right? Uh and all the uh, fun you are having up there. But yeah, are you tired of going I to I haven't
1: this... I haven't shut up yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. You going uh it's tired of going to the same tournaments so or just looking um for an event that is truly unforgettable. If so, then listen up. Since 2018, MCN Sports Management has become a world leader in international hockey tournaments and tours. With tournaments in four different locations across Europe, there is something for all ages. Whether it is an individual looking to join a team or full organizations looking to travel together, we have the perfect trip for you. MCN is in full swing preparing for their 2024 overseas events. They currently have openings for players and teams from U11, through U17 Boys and Girls Divisions to compete in some of the most prestigious events in Europe, such as the Nord Cup, the Lions Cup, and the Bauer World Cup. Don't miss out on these unforgettable hockey tournaments and trips that you and your family will never forget. Visit them at mcnsm.com to learn more about each of their tournaments and how to join. That's mcnsm.com. And make sure you tell them that the Rink Shrink sent you.
1: Well, these tournaments, they all really are, um, you know, I'm up here in Quebec and it's a one time, once in a lifetime opportunity. It's really special. And the, the experience, I think, for a parent being able to enjoy it with your kids. You know, unfortunately, my entire family wasn't able to get up there, all my boys. But just to have those memories in a in a different country is, it's amazing. It's really, really cool. So uh, make sure you check out MCNSM.com. <laughs> All right, we are here with the Boston Junior Terriers 2011 team. We got Liam Yandel right off the bat. The boys are up in Pee Wee, Quebec, having a blast. Liam, what do you got for us, Mots? Any hard-hitting questions to get these boys going?
0: All right, Liam, my question is, have you tried to speak any French while you've been there so far? Uh, No. Zero French, not even like a merci or a oh, yeah, oui. i said that like a couple times. Yeah, there you go. So you, yeah. you're working, you're getting immersed in the language, you're, you're in the culture, I love it. And yeah. as far as the hockey goes, right? So you have a, a long ride up there, you got to get the bus legs out a little bit. What do you do to, you know, move around a little bit the night before your first game? Uh, t- Tell me about your, uh, your little activities before uh, hitting the ice for the first game.
1: You know... So, we met up with the team in the team suite. You know, we stretched a little uh, before the game. We had a team meeting. Then, like, we left two hours early, got there, didn't let us go in the rink, in the locker room till an hour early. Then we got there, stretched, taped their sticks, and then we hit the ice. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that – one of the biggest things so far as a coach has been adapting to the different scenarios and there's a lot of kind of hoopla that goes around into it um and they're very stringent like they they follow the rules that they have here very like strictly so for the kids that's been a bit of an you know adaptation right they, they you have to figure it out it gets them out of their routine a little bit and they're in a big arena so yeah it's pretty cool anything else to add what's your the favorite quick uh Favorite part so far of the trip, Liam? Uh, probably winning the games, going and 0 playing at the big stadium. All right, good stuff. Martz, anything else
0: for Liam? No, that's it. Hey, keep it up. Uh, good luck uh, against Laval on Friday.
1: Thanks. All right, we are next here with Carter Watson. Carter had an enormous game in game number two, game-winning goal in overtime. To beat, sick goal. sickle, uh, sickle, sickle! Everybody's taking it. it hard to the cage. It's basically gone viral right now. So, Mots, what do you got for uh, Carter Watson here? So, Carter,
0: uh, congrats on a, a quick start. It's a short tournament, so you got to come out firing. You know, you're uh, you got four goals, two assists and two games. Right. So, yeah, keep up the good work. Um, I want to ask you, you know, how do you prepare for uh, you know a game like what's your routine but going into a game uh, before you hit the ice
1: you know uh, obviously you got to eat food a lot of food to get all the energy and you got to get the music pumping you know
0: nice yeah, yeah. Who who's on the ox who's the who's the uh the dj in the in the locker room
1: uh usually like um gavin thomas okay yeah how's usually- he uh,
0: does he spin some good records
1: yeah yeah what That's type good, of tunes does so. he like what type of tunes? He plays uh a lot of country mm. and uh rap, yeah. I love country it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind yeah. of like Mott as an as a former NHLer is that like a traditional playlist?
0: Well, I think uh leading up, you know, while you're getting dressed and, you know, like a little bit of time before you really have to hit the ice, it's it's kind of kind of chill country, maybe some uh, you know, top 40 And then the rap comes in and then you could go heavy metal at times. You know, don't be shy. Mix it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, are you ready to go? I got I got one thing for Carter here. I think it's pretty special that Both of his grandparents are here, which is really cool. Um, Like, how does it feel to you playing in front of you? you, Obviously, your parents and your sister, but also your grandparents being here. You know, it feels wonderful that I can still um, spend time with them you know cuz some people nowadays don't have grandmas and grandpas so um yeah i think it's just really lucky and special that they're be able that they're able to be here awesome well, that, great yeah
0: that's great stuff and uh make them proud against Laval on Friday keep up the good work keep up the uh the intensity and and keep filling that net my man good luck
1: thank you thank you next up here we have nolan aka bob Cooper. The pride of Hanover, Massachusetts, he's got a ton of Quincy in him, obviously, uh, as you can see, if you are looking this on on YouTube. But. Mots, what do you get for Bob here? What's up, Coop?
0: What's up? How are you doing? So what's been your favorite uh, experience thus far being up in Quebec and and being in uh, a foreign city, another country? uh, What's been your favorite moment so far?
1: Uh, playing at the Century Videotron was pretty cool with the team. Nice. How about, has your dad yelled at you? Cause he's one of the coaches with me has like, how's the interactions been on the bench? Uh, he's been yelling at me a lot.
0: I <laughs> 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 love it. Uh, yeah. A lot of intensity behind the bench from dad. Yeah. yeah. And then does that help or hurt you when you hit the ice?
1: Ah, uh, it helps.
0: Ah, nice. I love it. You know, you get to get motivated in, uh, you know, every which way. So, that's great. So, on the ice, as far as uh, some of the teams that you've played, have you been surprised with any of the uh, competition that you've faced?
1: Yeah, that's definitely, like, highly. Like, when we play in the EHF, there's probably better competition in this tournament than there is in the EHF. So...
0: All right, so you gotta be ready, you know, when the puck drops, whoever you play, just get to your game and, and worry about what you guys can control, right?
1: Yep. How about like how did you earn the nickname Bob? Your your name's Nolan, but everybody calls you Bob. Do you do you remember why you earned that nickname? Uh, because I used to watch Bob the Builder every day. <laughs> oh, Bob the Builder was money. I love it. Great show. Great show. Yeah. You can build it, Bob you can fix it. If you can build it, you can fix it. Great job, buddy! All right, right now we have Matty uh, the pride of Abington,
0: Andrew.
1: Hanson, Hanson. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Massachusetts. Scored a huge goal for us, the first goal of the game against Sudbury. Uh, Mots, what do you got from you guys? Are like kind of around, you know, same neck of the woods there. So, what, what do you got for a fellow South Shore guy? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Maddie, as far as getting that first goal uh, against a tough Sudbury team, uh, can you talk to me about you know some of the things that you've been seeing you know with your linemates uh, that you kind of want to duplicate against Laval on on Friday?
1: Uh, I think we've do, been doing a really good job at cycling the fucking deep and getting the fucks in. And Great, yeah.
0: Making their D turn and playing in the offensive zone, that's always going to be a recipe for success. So, make sure that you continue to do that with your teammates. Can you talk to me a little bit about your favorite food up there so far?
1: Yeah. Obviously, not me, dude. <laughs> favorite yeah, favorite food? food while you've been there in Quebec? Um, Did you try the poutine? What's poutine? The french fries oh. with the gravy and all that stuff? No. I'm too... no? All right. Well, the hey, health hey, not, dude. Coach Yandel's got these guys on a strict diet. I
0: love it. Yeah, the poutine is. Maybe after you win, try yeah. yourself a little poutine. It's a it's a staple up there in, in Quebecois.
1: So maybe what's been your go to meals up here? Well, that one night we had steak and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't afraid to throw out the fillets when the coaches took the uh, team to dinner. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> that other boy splashed the pot on the coaches. I love it.
1: Yeah. That one's getting thrown on the rink shrinks account, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Well, Maddie's been playing excellent. Like, like you said, Mott's ton of speed. Uh, really, you know, just his line, like you said, has has been cycling the puck, and they're playing really hard. And obviously, got us out to, off to a great start against Sudbury. So exciting times. <laughs> All
0: right, go get him, Maddie. Good luck on
1: Friday. Thank you. Next up here, we have Michael Camarano, another Canton boy in the house. Um, Michael playing unbelievable on defense. Some have compared him to Kale Makar back there on the back end with some of his moves, Mott's. So,
0: I, yeah, us uh, D men really appreciate that. Uh, so, Mike, can you talk about you know the things that you have been kind of focusing on on the back end? I mean, as far as keeping it simple or making a calculated decision offensively, can you talk about your game and, and what you've seen success with in the first two games?
1: Um, the first two games, really just um, success, like um, going D-to-D or just simple chips down the wall. Um, or I feel like our breakouts have been um, progressing. They're much better. Uh, I feel like those that's really what we're, uh, where we're doing really good right now.
0: That's great. Yeah, it all happens on the back end we, if you can have clean breakouts and and hit uh forwards with speed on time and makes your job a lot easier. Right. So yeah. keep up uh, that simple play and then, you know, pick your spots to, to really add some value offensively when you can. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, uh, Michael's been playing great. And, and I think this is uh that, that was a great question. Great answer. So I think we keep moving along here or else this would be a 10 hour episode. That was good. Natural behind yeah. the camera. No I love skirt. it. Good job, Mike. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we have Zane Pauler here, goaltender. He had a huge win for us, uh, allowed one goal against the Sudbury Wolves, really played excellent. Uh, Mots, what do you got for Zane here?
0: Hey, Zane. So as far as, uh, you know, kicking between the pipes here, um, can you talk to me about your pre pregame routine and what you like to do before uh, each game to really get ready and focused before you hit the ice?
1: I uh, just usually, like, like 10-minute stretch probably before it and, like, little on the ice, too, and, like, listen to some music in the locker room.
0: All which right, is now, it, yeah.
1: Depends, like, country or rap.
0: Right. I like it. Now, as far as, you know, a big part of um, success on teams that I played with uh, that had goaltenders that talked to their D. Okay. Right. So you're in the net. Are you talking to your D, telling them about pressure? You know how many guys are on, or you know just that communication between you and your D. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like what, if if like a, if one of our defensemen like rushes, I always yell at the forwards to like cover.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, because that communication—you're in that fixed position. You can really be the eyes and ears for your D partner, or uh, the the D partner is going back for the puck and really be of assistance. So that's just one thing that I always I liked when a, a goaltender talked to me. So make sure you you're, you're kind of speaking up and using your uh, your voice to help help the boys out the best you can.
1: Yeah, good stuff. All right, thanks, man. Keep kicking, brother. Keep on kicking. Oh, another goalie. Stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 could actually be like a half hour, Monts. We got Frankie Oldfield, other goaltender, had a huge win for us in game one here versus uh, Samaya. Who he's uh, he recently has grown out his mustache, which we're pretty excited about. Um, I don't know if it's for the playoffs, the tournament, or what, but he's he's the pride of Saint Sebastian's Milton boy, uh, which you know is always. Nice to see on my end. So what do you got from
0: Yeah? So Frankie, as far as uh, you know, your mustache, I can't really tell from here, but I like the uh the loaf, the lettuce you got going up top. Um, do you have to wear a headband underneath your goalie mask?
1: No, I don't wear a headband, just let it no, fly so- out the back.
0: <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as getting uh, the nod for the first game of the Q, um, did you have any butterflies? Uh, just, you know, because game one after a long drive, uh, or were you going in there knowing you're going to stop the puck and and, uh, and just only let in one goal in the first game?
1: Well, right before we went out, I had a little bit of butterflies. And once we were on the ice, I felt a little bit more better because it's just a regular game.
0: Yeah, just touching the puck and getting a couple touches and – and then uh, just settling into the game. That's great. Uh, big win. Like we were talking, it was good to get out to a good start. And you're at the backbone in that first game. So uh, keep up the great work, my man.
1: All right. Thank you. Frankie's also been here since he was like before, uh, you know, my development age. So he's he's been with us for, you know, one of the longer tenured guys and really works hard and competes. And that's what it's all about. Right, Frank? Yeah. Now he's at St. Sebastian's Motts, one of your rivals in high school, but he's slamming doors and stopping pucks. That's what it's all about.
0: That's great. Keep up the great work, keep kicking, and uh, keep growing that hair out. I love it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. All right, next up here we have another Canton boy, Ryan Colin Motswood. I think you'll be interested a lot in this guy. So we transitioned him from uh, forward back to D this year. So he's really been playing excellent for us on the back end. Very smart player. He's at St. Sebastian's now in the seventh grade and uh, and having a great tournament so far.
0: That's great to hear, Ryan. Like, my question to you now is which position do you find that you have uh, kind of like the most control over the game?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'd still have to say forward just because I'm so new to D, but a mm-hmm. couple, couple more years and I'll be um, – I'll be better on D, I think.
0: That's great. And as far as your you know, time back on D, so this is what we talk about a lot. So when you're a forward and the D put you in a bad position, whether it be a rim or not giving you the puck when you're open, um, gets pretty frustrating. So when you're playing D, do you kind of you know, think about what you would want as a forward and trying to put your forwards in a good position?
1: Yeah, like remembering the bad passes I made to the D as I'm a forward um, yeah, there you go. and I uh, just kind of put myself in, in the other person's shoes and kind of realizing what what uh the play was like for the other perspective but yeah
0: that's great that's really good if you keep drawing on those experiences that you had as a forward it's only going to make you a better d and with with you know a lot of uh reps and experience back there you're going to be uh you know, me snapping those pucks and joining plays and using your offensive instincts like a forward. So I'm really happy that you made the the switch to the good side, in the back end.
1: You know, finally. Good job, B.Y. Yeah, it only took us long enough. Good stuff. Kelly. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, Mots. Now we're here with Nolan Boyles. No, number nine center. He's been playing unbelievable this tournament. Really good in the uh tournament games exhibition games he's been a real difference maker here so what do you got for him
0: hey nolan i just wanted to uh ask a a question here as far as being a center you know being do you value more like the defensive side of the puck or the offensive side of the puck?
1: oh i think it's really important to be a good 200 put player so i need to create offense and i need to also support my d in the d zone
0: that's a great answer. I mean, as far as uh, D, you know, coach Yandel and myself are D-men, a center who's always low and slow between the dots and available for an outlet pass is money for us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just that that 200-foot game and then playing your, your position defensively, but then generating offense, you know, to be uh, getting those chances by playing the game the right way and coach uh, has talked about you in the past playing the 200 foot game is something that he really appreciates. So keep up that great work.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah. No one's really been playing well. He's a very, very intelligent player. Motz. I know you've seen him play in the past, but you know, Belmont Hill kid, you couldn't keep him at there, but it is what it is. And he's, <laughs> a, you know, one of those kids that is just a uh, a great player to coach because he's a great teammate. always has a, a positive attitude and, has a lot of fun on the ice. So it's really exciting to, you know, coach Nolan now for what? How many years now? Four or five. Four or five years. Too many? Four or five too many? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He didn't even
1: defend me on that. Yeah, like, I know. I, yeah.
0: His silence was deafening.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You're so you like, ready to? Oh, no, no, no. You're supposed to give me a point.
0: Nolan, you are ready to go on Friday against Laval?
1: Yeah, 100%. They have a few good players, but shut them down. We'll be fine. Love, love it. it.
0: Love the confidence. Love the game plan. Well, best of luck against those guys, and keep keep up the great work. All
1: uh, right, thank you. All right, Monts. Next up here, we got number eighteen defenseman Cam Lyons Comes from a you know a long list of Lions family. Canton Bulldogs. They've been around there. They basically like I think the Lions is around before the Bulldogs were. So, <laughs> uh, great player, real smooth puck moving defenseman. What do you got for him?
0: Yeah. So Cam, as as far as uh, you know playing on the big stage of the queue uh, did you have any butterflies and did you try to keep it simple early on in your first game and and fe- get your feet wet and touch the puck and make a few plays before you started uh, really kind of impressing your game offensively
1: uh, at first um, it was nerve-wracking because all like the uh, the stands and fans but as I went on the game um I kind of like sunk in. And I was like focused on the game, and I was. Uh, once you got once you got going, everything kind of settled down, right? And it's like it's like Mots for you, I'm sure. It was like playing your first NHL game, right? You can't get overwhelmed by the 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 lights, right? It's just like focus on the ice. Am I right? Yeah, that's
0: great stuff. Are you losing your voice from cheering on all your uh, your teammates? Yeah.
1: Oh, you know what? He's he's a uh, you know. Camden's a real like pump up guy on the bench and constantly reminding his guys to like, all right, let's go. Let's get the first one here. So I think he's pretty much lost his voice from yelling at his teammates, but always in a positive way. Right.
0: I try. <laughs> I try. I like it. I like it. That's great. Yeah. Well, get, get some, you know, like herbal tea, Get you know, kind of. You know, rest up those vocal cords uh, for Friday because the boys need you. It's working. So keep up the great work, Cam. Thank
1: you. You get the honey going. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mots, next up here we have uh, Braden Track, another puck-moving defenseman, number eight, really can skate out there, very intelligent hockey player. Uh, I know you get got a couple questions, and he's your cup of tea back there on the back end. What do you got for him? (laughs)
0: So, Braden, just as far as you know, getting the jitters out and touching the puck, um, as f- when you get out there, uh, what are some of the things that you really like to focus on as a D man? Like the things that you really can, you know, kind of take on the ice just to get into the game. You know, you know, you trusting your skating, you're moving the puck. What are some of the things that you really lean on as a player to kind of get into the game?
1: Uh, definitely to get the puck up quick and get my feet moving.
0: That's great. That's really good. And, you know, we would always have, uh, like little checklists, you know, like just reminders. So like, if you're already thinking like that, you know, playing in the queue right now, uh, in the, in the wee tournament, that's really good. It helps you get into the game. You touch the puck, you move the puck and you move your feet. That's really great stuff. And, you know, uh, from some of the other D that we talked to moving pucks, D to D using the middle of the ice, How's that been going the first two games?
1: Uh, it's been working pretty well. We like to get in deep after that. So it creates pressure and that leads to goals and that helped in our last couple of games. Ma, it's a little, uh, little fun fact here too. So Braden's mother is a, uh, she teaches French in school. So she came up with some different videos and some, you know, like flashcard type of things for the boys to work on. I don't think many of them paid attention to them. <laughs> um, you know, just based off of what I've experienced so far. But for you, Braden, like, have have you had to use any French? Or you been helping out the boys at all? No, I know no French. I just rely <laughs> on my mom. Oh, That's great. unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: I mean, like I asked Liam, you know, so have you have you used any French words like merci or we si oui, vous play?
1: Oh, I've used those, but nothing like too hard for like to use. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good stuff. All right, tracker. Get some sleep. kid. Right. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Mats, it was great chatting with the boys there. Uh really enjoyed it. Thanks. Welcome, Ing them on the pod. It was uh you know they were all jacked up and it's funny to see some some kids get a little they get a little jammed to them behind the uh the camera. It's nice, huh? Oh yeah. And they're a natural
0: and I, you know, just really cool because it's just to be able to communicate what they're feeling and it's very raw and you know they're so excited to be there and you know to have some of the answers that we're, uh, we're setting, you know, just kind of getting into games, moving pucks up quick, moving feet and just really settling into games. You know, that that can be for anyone, you know, like you mentioned in NHL games, you know, high school, college, you know, girls, boys, doesn't matter what age. If you're kind of, you know, all excited to play and you can overthink it sometimes, but if you keep it simple, move the puck get a couple touches. And, you know, like you mentioned um, about the first game, it's ju- just go out and play the game. It's just another game for you to go out and, and uh, you know, you've pra- put in the practice, you put in the
1: work, go out and execute. So uh, it
0: was awesome. I love I love chatting with the boys, you
1: know, and no, they're, they're all they, jacked up. They love it. They're like, is that Mott's Is that Mott's? I'm like, and Liam's, <laughs> Liam's kind of looking at him like, yeah, it's Mots. Like the dude that's, sleeps down my, bed. sleeps on my you know, yeah, yeah. my
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, it, they, they, uh you know, you, you, you're so good with them and chatting with them. So it's really cool. And uh similar to what you said, right? Like I always revert back to the, the Dan Whitney line, right? Keep it simple, solid and smart on the ice. Right. Like that's yep. it. You know, like every people when we were younger, we like oh the kiss method. And he's like, yeah, well, keep it simple. Stupid. Like, why do you got to add the stupid, like, Add, add another S and throw a, a smart in there, which would take away the negativity, which he was always so good at. And that was one of the things that he always said to us when we were playing up here in 1997, right? It was like, you know, keep it simple, solid and smart and like use the wall. It's a team game. Like do the little things, you know, like he loved to use the wall line. Like I always think of that, especially like standing on the bench now, right? Like just. Because your emotions, it's like a it it it's such a big moment for these kids, right? And it's like you don't want to be, you you don't want to make a mistake, but you also have to be confident and play your game, right? So, yeah. uh, as a coach, you're trying to navigate all those things. So it's one thing that you know I rely on a lot of things that my father and Mike McConnell co- taught us, and Dan Whitney being one of those guys too. That you you know you, you you revert back to me as a player thirty years ago playing in this tournament, which is you know unfortunate. To kind of draw on those experiences,
0: yeah, and that's the the fun part, you know. You these kids are going through it for the first time, and you've been there, you've been in there, skates. Now you're coaching, and you have some influence over, you know, sending the right message. Like the right message was sent to you back in the day, so um, that's great. And you know, for you to experience it on this side of it must be a, a super fun. And it was great just chatting with the boys, and you know, you could see how excited they are to be there and you know really just taking in the whole experience like you know when you were chatting about earlier you know the, the different um, you know activities you're doing and so I, I just wish you guys the best of success moving forward you know just keep it simple right keep it simple exactly smart.
1: solid and smart keep it simple yeah. solid and smart uh, all right so that's, well, now, now that's time. kiss right yeah so we, we, big Dan yeah he he kiss yeah so on yeah does that add know, a couple more s's dude it doesn't matter yeah you just throw a couple more on there instead of the stupid get rid of the stupid you know what i mean yeah. so keep it simple solid and smart just three s's instead of two uh for all you spelling whizzes out there <laughs> um now it is time for the my hockey rankings question of the week like my hockey rankings it's great it really is especially in a tournament like this I logged on to the website. I'm able to pull up some teams, some you know teams that were playing in the tournament, right? And I go to the website. I go right away. Like, I use it as a resource. And I know so many coaches do. Like, I go to myhockeyrankings.com. All right, hey, we're playing the Sudbury Wolves. Who have they played before? What were their games? Is there any video of them? Gives you the time. Gives you the dates. And as a coach, you're doing a little bit of pre-scout, right? Which we're not, like, used to at the youth hockey level. Maybe some coaches are more prepared. But now, especially being up here and having some dine, uh, downtime you, you you're able to go on my hockey rankings and and look up those teams and look how they've done against some others maybe call a couple coaches right so it's uh it, it's great but it's the my hockey rankings question of the week and this ties into brad Marchand's thousandth game that we uh recently watched but Mots, how many 1000 games have you been involved in and what are some of the the gifts that you've seen uh, Given out to the players. Obviously, we know that the Silver Sticks a pretty big one. I have a nice replica of uh, of my brother's thousandth game. Unfortunately, doing it was took place during COVID, so I I wasn't actually able to attend. But uh, so uh, I guess I'm not happy about that. But I remember his five hundredth was in Nashville. Me and my parents were able to go, and my sister, which was cool. But thousandth game, Mott. Uh, how many how many games have you been involved in? Do You remember what are some of the memories and any cool gifts that were given?
0: Um, yeah, I, re- I remember a few guys, uh, you know, Steve Steos on the Islanders, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Ralston and Marty Brodeur. Um, you know, the thousand games as a goaltender is pretty impressive.
1: That's um, yeah,
0: and and Mark Andre Fleury just had his, which was really cool, right? So, yeah, those two, and uh, in jersey and then um Zydano Chara's with Boston and you know as far as gifts um you know, there was nothing crazy there was always like a painting you mm-hmm. know the jersey with a thousand games or, you know a thousand it looks kind of weird because it's all bunched up in yeah. there um <laughs> the silver stick uh no like cool like there was like a watch there was i, I know um so were they hitting you guys up as players like uh, hey Yeah, we would need... chip in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you know you just kind of pull you know pass the hat per se but you yeah, know yeah. um but yeah it, it's it's such a great accomplishment like we talked about about uh Marshy getting there and you know I think the gifts have gotten better uh over the years for the guy that has uh accomplished that feat.
1: But the salaries uh, have gotten better. Like mozzarella sticks. you are like, Oh dude, I got to chip in another thousand. Like you kidding me? Yeah, I know. I was like, Hey, can you spot me? You know, can you <laughs> b- b- blue light me on this one. Um, I, I, I do remember that when, when Keith went to Arizona or it was Phoenix Coyotes at the time, there was like a lot of, they had a veteran team. So a lot of guys yeah. were hitting their thousandth game. He's like, dude, I feel like every other week somebody's hitting their thousandth <laughs> game. Like, we're chipping in for a you know a a Rolex or a, a motorcycle. Yeah, a motorcycle, a <laughs> a round trip to Augusta for you know yeah. Robert Lang or whoever it is, right? And you're like, oh man, like this is this is adding up. I'm playing for free. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean it is cool though to see uh you know the longevity and those guys that I mentioned. Actually, I have uh like Chara. He was the only guy that really turned, you know, kind of flipped the script. And um, during picture day, like took a picture with every single one of his teammates with him. And at the end of the season, after we lost in the playoffs, there was a, a nice shadow box frame, you know, of, of him and whoever he took the picture with. And the game sheet of his 1,000th game and, th- you know, it was a, a thank you to his teammates that were were there um, it, it, looks like I was a camper for a day because I just came up to the B. Like I, it was just like <laughs> unbelievable, but you know, that's a nice little memento that I have, but it was really, really thoughtful of him to kind of think of his teammates, uh, when he was getting on it as well. So, uh, but yeah, great, great memories of, you know, kind of being there for some of these guys, uh, kind of milestone game, um, you know, ceremonies and, uh, something that I'll always, always cherish and remember.
1: No, good one there for the my hockey rankings question of the week. I wanted to talk about uh, last year while we wrap things up. Um, in Canada, so basically every time you turn on the TV, there's hockey on. But second after second, every every coverage I turn on the TV at four o'clock in the morning when I you know use the bathroom and it's but it's been you know the the Morgan Riley hit on Ridley Craig uh, the you know cross check after he took a slap shot into the empty net uh you know riley ended up getting a five-game suspension which you know like w- w- what's your thoughts on that as a as a former nhl player
0: i just i think you know there is you know some unwritten there's a code you know, codes that i was gonna say yeah unwritten codes that you just don't cross and i think there's a lack of respect for those codes at times and showing up a team on an empty net uh, is it's, it's like r- right there. Like it's not written down. There's no rules per se. And I think there is, has been a lack of enforcing those codes and those unwritten rules for a long time. And I'm, I'm fine with Morgan Riley doing that. Um Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's policing that kind of that that code of conduct within the group of players. And I think that is very important. And I I think it's been lacking in a lot of areas of the game. And, you know, I Morgan Riley came and played with the Marlies right from junior um, when I was there. And we were roommates. He's an awesome, awesome kid, an awesome guy, and very um you know he's a stand up person number one great player and i really don't have any problem with that um you know you can definitely put the puck in the net without doing you know what what uh um uh, what greg did so yeah uh, i'm i'm in the camp of uh sending a message and uh you know making someone
1: pay for breaking those unwritten rules yeah i in think the code, I, uh I knew I knew the answer to that <laughs> one, and I completely agree with it. So, would you? I, I know the league; they have a job to do. The 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 uh, you know, play safety Peros, yeah, yeah, play a safety. But, but they like, they probably appreciate it too. But they
0: still have to. They have kind to of, do it. Yeah, I mean, it would be get get a little out of hand, but I I just don't I don't mind it. You know, it's yeah. Something that, you know, you gain a little more respect from your teammates. And, and, like, from us, we're just talking about it. But it's just you have a, a level of respect for the game and not showing up uh, an opponent when you have a chance to. And it's just, you know, just principal stuff. Um, so all good on Riley's. Five games
1: is kind of a lot, I think. But, um, you know, he'll serve it. And, well, maybe and, uh, now since you, like, since Navi just told us he was your roommate, since he's got some downtime, maybe we can get him for an interview instead of listening to me talk about Quebec. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give him a holler. I'm going to get him, him a holler. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. He would be a, and then uh, he can talk about it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. No, uh, a lot of good topics. I appreciate you, you. You're taking the time for, for listening and obviously talking about our antics up here and, and, Uh, Quebec City which has really been a a unique experience for the you know myself and my family and the kids Uh, it's it really has been cool and hopefully we can uh, keep this thing humming along here I know by the time this episode drops on Friday morning that's when we're going to be playing so hopefully everybody's listening and enjoying and we can check back in after uh, another game on Friday against Laval and We'll see how things go. Make sure you're following us on uh, on social media for those for those updates. Obviously, the CEO has been doing a great job of getting things out on the Instagram account, the Rink Shrink's, and uh, and going from there. But this uh, this episode has been brought to you by Bet Online, and it is time to cue the Rink Shrink Shuffle jersey.